This is AutoLine Daily, the show that is all about the global automotive industry. There's plenty of coronavirus news to cover as it impacts the industry, and we'll get to it. But let's start out today with some product and technology news. We start in Germany, where BMW is running the 4 Series Coupe through its final phases of dynamic testing. The sporty two-door already went through rigorous winter testing in Sweden and at the track, including the Nürburgring. Now, engineers want to see how it performs in normal driving conditions. They'll do their final chassis tuning on highways and roads near the BMW Test Center in Munich. The 4 Series Coupe will feature an M version at the top of the lineup. It's powered by an inline six-cylinder engine mated to an eight-speed automatic. It also features a 48-volt mild hybrid, which will not only improve fuel economy, it will help improve acceleration right off the line. And BMW's greatest rival, Mercedes-Benz, just revealed more details about the new GLA. Here are the highlights. It's a little taller and a little shorter than the outgoing model, and passengers will sit up a little bit higher as well. The interior has three display screen options. Two 7-inch displays, one 7-inch, and one 10.25-inch, and two 10.25-inch displays. There's going to be a range of gasoline and diesel engines with the highest output currently rated at 225 horsepower. They'll be mated either to a 7-speed or 8-speed DCT, and they also come with either front or all-wheel drive. And the all-wheel drive models come standard with an off-road package that includes unique lighting, an additional drive mode, special view from the display screen, and hill descent control. The new GLA is scheduled to launch in Europe at the end of this month, followed by the U.S. and China. Now we go to Florida, where the mobility company Beep just came up with a unique way to use its autonomous shuttles. Since no one's signing up for rides right now, Beep is using its vehicles to deliver pizzas to health professionals at a medical center in Orlando. After the pizzas are cooked, each box is sealed, loaded on a cart, put into the shuttle and taken over to the medical center where workers can roll the cart right into the building. And Beep's not just delivering pizzas with its fleet of autonomous shuttles, it's also been using them to deliver medical supplies and transfer COVID-19 tests. Scuderia Cameron Glickenhaus, which is best known for making really expensive and really fast sports cars, might come out with a kit car. It showed this off-road Baja-like buggy whose design was inspired by Porsche 959 rally cars. The company also makes another buggy called the Boot, but it wanted something smaller and more affordable. This so-called mini-boot kit car would fill that gap. Every automaker seems to be coming out with coloring books for kids to use while they're quarantined at home. But Infinity decided to do something different. It's giving you the opportunity to create origami-like designs of some of its vehicles, which it's calling Karagami. The templates can be downloaded at infinity.com, and then you just print them out and assemble them using a knife and glue. Three models are currently available, the Q50, QX80, and FX crossover, but they're going to add more in the future. The financial situation at Volkswagen and Daimler is really bad. 
So much so that the automakers are practically begging the German government to get sales going again, probably with buyer incentives. In the U.S., dealers are reluctant to stock up their used car lots with more cars because sales are so slow. Wholesale prices dropped 16% earlier this month, so dealers are selling off what they have now and waiting for things to turn around. The good news is it might not take that long. J.D. Power predicts that wholesale prices will be down through June before improving dramatically. Volkswagen and Ford just reported their first quarter earnings, and the numbers are pretty bad. Of course, that's not a surprise, and they both warned that their business is going to get worse. Ford announced it's going to drop a plan for Rivian to make a luxurious electric Lincoln SUV. But that project was going to eat up half a billion dollars, so it got the axe. Remember the clip that we played yesterday from our interview with Matteo Fini from IHS Market, who said that vehicles that are not that far down the development process are the most likely ones to get cut. Ford is also going to delay its autonomous vehicle service by at least a year, and we wouldn't be surprised to learn if it gets delayed beyond that. And we also have to wonder if Ford will think about stopping its rehab of a glorious historic train station in Detroit, which was going to become the center of development for its mobility services. It's estimated Ford was spending well over a billion dollars to restore that building. Before the coronavirus crisis hit, large automakers typically would burn through about $2 billion a week. Now, they've slashed their spending to the bone, but they're still burning through prodigious amounts of cash. One analyst firm, Morningstar Research, estimates that GM and Ford are burning through $130 million to $150 million a day. That's about a billion dollars a week. And unless they start to get revenue coming in the door, they'll be out of cash before the end of the year. Adam Jonas, the well-known automotive analyst from Morgan Stanley, says it's time for Ford to seriously start considering merging or consolidating with another car company like Volkswagen. He even suggests that Ford should think about exiting the European and Chinese markets. Well, here's my Autoline insight. I have a different idea than Adam Jonas. Before Ford thinks about merging with another car company, it ought to consider merging its powertrain operations with General Motors and maybe even FCA. Collectively, the three of them make 20 million engines a year and 20 million transmissions, and 90% of that production overlaps meaning they all make engines with the same displacement and transmissions with the same number of gears. And yet, with the exception of some iconic engines like the Hemi or GM's LS2 or Ford's 5-liter, most customers don't even know what they have under the hood of their car. So why not eliminate all that duplication? Even though piston engines will be around for decades, everyone knows the future is electric. And by merging their powertrain operations, GM, Ford, and FCA could save billions. So what do you think? Should car companies think about merging together? Or should they think about merging operations where customers would never even know the difference? Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. First, he tweeted out, give people their freedom back. Later, he tweeted out his support for Texas for allowing businesses to reopen. Then he tweeted out, free America now. Sure sounds like President Trump, right? But it's not. It's Elon Musk 
who wants to see the quarantines and stay-at-home guidelines come to an end right now. Tesla likes to brag that its Gigafactory in Nevada is the biggest battery factory in the world. And it's true. No one else has built a factory that big. But there's a reason. And it all has to do with safety. On AutoLine After Hours last week, Bob Gallion, who was the CTO at CATL, which is the world's largest EV battery manufacturer, explained why they never built a plant as large as Tesla's Gigafactory. We don't build what you would term a huge gigafactory. Why? Um, in, in Chinese law, there is a requirement for fire egress every 60 meters in the building. In the United States, it's greater than that. And I'm not throwing rocks at our own people for uh, not having uh, rigorous safety protocols. But if you have ever been involved in an industrial fire, which I have unfortunately been involved with in the past, um, you want to get out of that place as fast as you possibly can. Now, chemical, uh, chemicals that are used in making battery manufacturing are typically what we call innocu or, or innocuous uh, type of materials, or noxious materials, one of the two. And of course, getting out is of paramount importance to you to get out as quickly as possible. If you build too big of a factory, then I'm sorry, my, my computer keeps dinging on me because I'm getting emails and I don't know how to turn it off. Uh, um, we have we have a lot of a lot of people that cannot run any farther than about 100 to 150 yards to save their own life because they're not in physical condition. So, therefore, if you build a factory that is too big, human beings cannot escape as fast as they need to to save their their own life. So, therefore, in at least all the plants that I've been involved in and design reviews and built in uh, China have been built such that we don't have more than a certain amount of uh, gigawatt hours of capacity, and there's physical separation between the buildings. The physical separation between the buildings is filled with thick concrete so that if you have to bring in a snorkel truck, the typical 100-foot aerial ladder truck, you deploy the side pods on that thing so you get stability, you can pick people off the top of the roof or break out the windows to extricate them from the hallways that go around the outer perimeter. Some factories don't do that. And I'm not going to mention other factories here in the United States that don't do that, but uh, it wouldn't take too uh, much an investigation to find out who those are. My whole point to that is, again, safety is number one, whether it's in product design or whether it's in uh, uh, taking care of the, the health and the safety of the people in the factories that build these, these uh, products. Bob Gallion shared a ton of his knowledge about batteries and future applications, and you can watch that entire interview right now on our website or our YouTube channel. And that brings us to the end of today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow.